This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our daily Arsenal transfer show, keeping you guys up to date with all of the latest Arsenal transfer news. And you join me without uh, a psychedelic Max Headroom background, um, but instead live from the Peak District, uh, where I'm currently on holiday. So a couple of apologies to start off with the show. Apologies if the audio is slightly different. I'm having to use my headphones because I don't have my uh, studio microphone with me. Uh, I'm sorry if the internet connection is anything dodgy. Please do let me know if there's anything going on during the stream, and I'll try my best to do absolutely nothing about it because there's nothing I can do. And apologies if there's any noise coming from outside because we are literally on a main road. So uh, apologies for any background noise and uh, anything like that. But I didn't want to leave you guys for a week, even though I am obviously away, uh, and I still wanted to make sure I did these 8am shows for you guys. So if you could please drop a like on the video, I really would appreciate it, and subscribe to the channel if you're new, knowing that you can subscribe to the channel and you'll be getting content even when the host is on holiday. So I really do appreciate the support, guys, as always. And a massive thank you to everyone that supported the last couple of videos. Both of them have gone over 10,000 views, so thank you ever so much for the continued support. But today, there's uh, there was a little bit of news that came out yesterday, you may have been aware. It is very, very Arsenal, that as soon as I go away, they decide to announce another signing. Typically, you know, it's just how my life works at times. And of course, we did see the signing of Sambi Lukonga, uh, of which uh, we have now got an image of in an Arsenal kit and plenty of uh, interesting kind of tidbits from the interviews that he's done, including one that he talked about his position, which I found very interesting. And the kind of the, the bit I want to highlight and focus on is actually him talking about his position where he says, I can play as a six. And I can play like a box-to-box. But yeah, people say that I'm better in the sixth position. And this means a couple of things for Arsenal. Of course, it means he can play either in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. He could play alongside Thomas Partey and be kind of the more defensive of the two. Or he could play in a 4-3-3, where he's the number six in front of the two number eights, which is also another position which we've been looking for a player to sign in. Does this mean that Arsenal will not be going in for the likes of Yves Basuma? Possibly. I don't think many people kind of predicted that that Sambi Lukonga would be kind of the guy to be the number one, number six that we would sign. But with the kind of when you look at the players that we've been linked to in central midfield, your Ruben Neves, etc., your Locatelli's, the, 
these types of players, your Tony Coop miners, that are very much centre midfielders rather than centre defensive midfielders. For me, anyway, it does indeed tell me that maybe Lakonga is looked upon as the, the new signing to be the deepest in the midfield and certainly one that may be given a little bit more responsibility than we previously thought he might have done. So that's a really interesting uh, signing that we've made. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do a dedicated show on it, unfortunately, so apologies for that, guys. I hope you can forgive that. Um, but some really interesting stuff about Sambi Lukonga, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of questions from you guys in the chat boxes that we'll talk about for sure. Let's move on to our next story, which revolves around Odson Edouard. Now, some links uh, emerging kind of at the south coast this morning about Edouard possibly moving to Brighton. Now, Arsenal and Leicester were previously linked with Odson Edouard, um, the French uh, youth international striker playing currently for Celtic. And he has been now looking, what looks very much like that Brighton have stolen a march on everyone else involved in the possible transfer and that Brighton could uh, get this deal done, which is a really good bit of business for them. We spoke to Andy Naylor yesterday or a couple of days ago from The Athletic about Mark Kukurea possibly moving to Brighton. They've already signed uh, Enoch and Wepu from Red Bull Salzburg. Were they to have a window where they signed Eduard Kukurea and Wepu? That's three really good signings on top of some already good players at the club, really using that Ben White money exceptionally well. But supposedly Brighton now in for odds and Eduard, a player that was obviously linked previously with Arsenal. Moving on to Aston Villa and Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, we've obviously known for a while that uh, Aston Villa are very much a, a side looking to pursue a deal for Smith-Rowe. Um, but that seemingly has very much uh, run its course now as the uh, Birmingham Bayside side have moved their attentions to River Plate's attacking midfielder Julian Alvarez, a player that I know absolutely nothing about, uh, don't know anything much about him whatsoever. And the fact he plays for currently River Plate and he kind of plays in that similar position to Smith Rowe. And that's who they've moved their attentions to. Another player that they have been linked with, of course, is Dwight McNeil as well. Uh, and of course, he would be considerably more expensive coming from another Premier League club uh, and being from obviously another in that situation of moving from one Prem club to another does raise the price. But moving in for a player coming from South America, if there's no work permit issues, make it a very easy deal for, for Aston Villa to complete. And Smithrow seems very much to be remaining with Arsenal and another big sign that he has already indeed signed that new deal. And it is only a matter of time until we see that new deal announced. Next story is Sergino Dest, the American international and Barcelona right back slash left back slash uh, centre midfielder. So really versatile player, of course, on the books over at Barcelona and a really interesting player as well that has been linked to Arsenal. Uh, fantastic piece of business them getting him over from Ajax. And whilst he can play, as I say, at right back, left back and, and in central midfield, has still been linked with a move away from our, uh, from Barcelona with their financial struggles and their financial difficulty. It is unsurprising to see him linked with a move away. However, some quotes that did come out yesterday from the player himself say that he does indeed see his immediate future very much still in Catalonia. So I would be very surprised to see Sergino Dest linked with a move to Arsenal and for it to come to fruition. I believe that he will remain in Barcelona. It's very much one of their youth projects and kind of one of those de developmental figures in the team. 
moving forwards uh, into the next season and beyond. So apologies for those of you that were hoping to see Sergino Dest move to Arsenal, but it does not look like that is going to happen. Talking now about uh, Martin Erdegaard, specifically another player in Spain who's with a club that are under also financial constraints at Real Madrid, but still Carlo Ancelotti, we can confirm, is still very much interested in keeping Martin Erdogan at Real Madrid. Arsenal, of any hope of signing him, does not look particularly great and he is expected to remain with the Italian coach next season. So again, not looking too great in regards to that, but could mean Arsenal are going to move ahead with deals in other positions for other attacking midfielders or other midfielders in general in terms of kind of those central midfield area. They may choose, they might choose rather to kind of stick with that centre attacking midfield position as is with Smith Rowe and Joe Willock is also there too. Although speaking of Joe Willock, he does look like he could end up moving to Newcastle with the possibility of a loan coming through once again. We now move on to the final story of the day before we go in to take your questions and that revolves around Ben White. Ben White, of course, we know is very, very close, if not has already confirmed to be joining Arsenal. We can say now that his medical will take place indeed next week. Uh, as he returns from his holiday and then should be announced in the latter stages of next week. So we'll be back from holiday by that point. We'll be able to do a dedicated show around him. If you haven't already uh, had a look at our breakdown of Ben White, I spoke to Andy Naylor from The Athletic a couple of days ago on the channel. Please make sure you do, even for those most sceptic among you about kind of Ben White and who he is. There is some really good information from uh, from him about Ben White and what he's able to give us next season. It's a really promising kind of signing from Arsenal as well. So I do look forward to us getting hold of the bright mid, uh, centre-back rather than midfielder, although he can play in midfield, of course. So that rounds off all of today's news. It feels weird doing it in this room. It's just kind of thrown me off kilter a little bit how weird it's doing it somewhere else from the usual studio. Um, but we do move on to the part of the show where you do, of course, get your opportunity to ask some questions. Very quickly, one thing that I did mean to mention regarding Sambula Conga, if we just go back to the Sambula Conga bit, is that we have got some information about his contract, the fact that he has signed a four-year deal with the club. However, Chris Wheatley does tell us, according to his tweets yesterday, that there is an option to extend that contract for an extra year, so you could consider it effectively a five-year deal. So that's some really good news from the Arsenal side of things regarding Sambi Lekonga's contract. And interesting, something that PJ Kalkun, who writes for uh, HLN in Belgium, has said that he was actually one of the biggest earners at Andelex. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that his wages are going to be exceptionally high at Arsenal, comparatively between Andelex and Belgium, the, the Andelex and, and Arsenal, the, the two kind of wage brackets are exceptionally different. So I wouldn't worry too much, but he was one of the highest earners at the club with around, I believe, €2 million uh, Euros per year. That is set to increase significantly, um, but some really interesting stuff coming out from that uh, this morning and knowing that he will be signing a four-plus-one-year deal at Arsenal. Let's go into the chat box. We won't be able to spend too long, as we usually do today. We'll only answer a few of your questions, but if you have got one, please do put them into the chat box and we'll try and get as many of the answers as we can. Belagia says, uh, Sambi mentioned in his interview that he seems to see himself more as a six. Can he play alongside Partey in Florida? Maybe it'll be something that we see using those two as kind of a partnership. Maybe we see Arsenal move to a 4-3-3 with Lekonga playing at the base of that midfield three. Uh, Saeed says, what is a successful window in your opinion? For me, there's seven positions we are going to need to be looking at. Back up left back, we've done. Back up centre mid, we've done. Centre back, we look like we're going to be doing very soon. Central midfield that I think that hopefully we should get done with the links that we're seeing. Attacking midfield. 
backup goalkeeper, and then arguably either, and I mean right back is obviously another one, so that's seven, and then you've got to look for either another centre midfielder or maybe even a striker, depending on what Arsenal do. So it could range between seven and eight signings that is needed this summer, and that would make it successful. If you miss out on any one of those roles, I think it would be too damaging. We saw how good January window was. We got in some very good players, got out a lot of players, but we didn't get in the backup left back and just not getting in that position, even though it wasn't a starting role, had a huge detrimental impact on the end of Arsenal's season because obviously missing out on Kieran Tierney through injury and having to play Granite Xhaka at left back. Um, Tespa says, Tom, what's uh, the Tammy latest right now? I'm not worried, or rather I am worried about Abamye not being good enough. Are you? Latest on Abraham is, is pretty quiet other than the interest that we heard about the other day from the Telegraph that reported that we were interested in Tammy Abraham. But there's no movement since then. There's been no kind of developments in regards to a bid or talks or anything other than interest. So I wouldn't get too hopeful about that. Are you worried about... Am I worried about Aubameyang? I mean, I'll get worried if he starts doing kind of big misses as we saw against Rangers at the start of the season. But for now, no, I'm not too worried at this moment in time. New season, new clean shape, uh, clean shape, clean slate this season. And uh, we'll see how where he is kind of after the first few games of the season. Uh, Chig says, uh, are you going to be doing a uh, predicted kind of potential starting 11 for next season? We do it at the end of every month, Chig. So we've done one at the end of May. We did one at the end of June. And we're going to do an update at the end of July to see the players that have been linked to Arsenal and the potential starting 11. So, yeah, we usually do a show like that at the end of each month. So you can actually go and check out the ones that we've already done on the channel. They're in the Let's Talk Arsenal playlist. So you should be able to find them there. Uh, when is Ben White coming? Says Ivan, you should expect that to happen probably around next week. Um, he returns from holiday next week. And so a medical will be done and the signing should be taking place then. So there you go. Uh, Samron says, Tom, how many games do you think Lukonga will start? I would be surprised to see him start more than, say, 15, 10, more than 10 in the league. I'd be surprised if he started more than that, to be honest. Um, he's still very young. He still needs to transition. I think we're going to buy another centre midfielder. We've already got other centre midfielders at the club as well. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to not see him play too many games. And I hope that people don't suddenly expect him to be uh, like a, a starting player from the beginning. If he is, and Arteta's putting that much stock in him, then great. Let's see what he does. But I wouldn't be expecting him to play loads of games next season whatsoever. He's very much a prospective signing, very much a 21-year-old that's only played in the Belgium League for Anderlecht and needs to transition and needs to improve before he's at the level required to play in the Premier League. But we will wait and see. Charlie says, Tom, what are your thoughts on a British backline of Tierney holding White and Aarons? Uh, see the pattern. We're looking at Ramsdale, Madison, Abraham going from Brazil to British players. I mean, Brazil to British. I mean, we've only got what? We had David Luiz, Willian, Martinelli, Gabriel. Uh, and Willian wasn't necessarily a starter. Martinelli wasn't necessarily a starter either. Um, so I don't know if it's a shift from Brazil to, to British, but I do think that you're right in the sense that there is certainly a focus on more homegrown players because we're seeing a lot of homegrown players at the club already with the likes of Pakai Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe already here, Kieran Tierney isn't homegrown, but he is obviously Scottish, so he's British. So there's that sense of it as well. We've been linked to Max Aarons, as you say, Madison, Abraham, Ramsdale, all homegrown players. Arsenal are certainly looking in that bracket of... Because there's always the worry that the Premier League will choose to lower the amount of non-homegrown players you're allowed. You're currently allowed 17 non-homegrown players, but there's always the the chance that the Premier League could choose to lower that even further, or the, the FA could choose to lower that even further 
in a bid to kind of, you know, increase the amount of non-homegrown, or rather decrease the amount of non-homegrown players. So you've got a better pool of English uh, talent coming through. Um, but there are ways around it, as we know that William Saliba will be a homegrown player next season. So that is something that you need to think about. And also something I was thinking about, the fact that he becomes a non-homegrown, uh, sorry, a homegrown player next season, Maybe that's one of the reasons um, behind their their patience and the fact they want to keep him. We still really don't know what the future holds for William Saliba, but we will wait and see. Uh, Anne's 14 says, are we still in for Locatelli? Do you think he would want to come to Juventus? Uh, I think he would want to go to Juventus a lot more uh, than coming to Arsenal. I doubt Arsenal will get him. I've said it for the duration of the time that we've been linked to him. It's a very, very slim chance that Arsenal would end up getting Manuel Locatelli but it's one to keep an eye on one to obviously keep track of but I'd be again very surprised if we was to go and get him uh, Chris says Zielinski or our Zielinski all day long without a shadow of a doubt uh, Julian says club needs to stop wasting valuable time with Locatelli he doesn't want to come we need to look elsewhere now it's important that obviously you do manage your transfers properly and if a player looks like there's no chance of them coming to Arsenal, I'm sure that they wouldn't be waiting. However, it does it does seem interesting that they are willing to wait this long, which means that they probably will be given noises from his camp that should a deal to Juventus not take place, that he would be open to a move to Arsenal. Otherwise, why wait? Why would you not just move on from someone? If he's categorically told them, look, I don't want to go to Arsenal, you think they would stop, wouldn't you? So I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. I think there is still a little bit of openness from the Locatelli camp that a move to Arsenal could happen. Otherwise, why would they wait? Otherwise, I expect us to move for the likes of Ruben Neves, most likely this window. Uh, Michelle, would you take Minamino at Cam if we could prime away from Liverpool? Not for me. Um, and trust me, I know Minamino very well from his time playing at Rebel Salzburg and then, of course, moving to Liverpool and then alone at Southampton, which started off really well. But, you know, it didn't turn into anything major i wouldn't personally go for minamino if you wanted a japanese international in an attacking midfield role i'd go for kamada from frankfurt personally five goals 15 assists last season in the bundesliga is a great return so i think i would move for someone like kamada over someone like uh, minamino uh, Rich says, Tom, I don't know why people give Edu and Arteta so much stick. Every signing they've made, with the exception of Willian and Runnison, has made us better. And no one could have predicted that he would have had such a big drop-off. I think that the criticism of Arteta, Rich, doesn't necessarily come from the recruitment side of things, doesn't necessarily, and, and Edu as well, doesn't necessarily come from the contract side of things. It comes from what happens on the pitch. Uh, that's where the criticism come from. And the criticism for me is, in terms of genuine criticism, not abuse, there are two different things that we need to think about. But for me, it makes sense that there is a lot of criticism towards Arteta for how we manage kind of the stuff on the field. Edu, however, I have, le I have a lot less criticism of Edu because his main job is, of course, recruitment and getting players in and contacting clubs and convincing players to join. And he has done that. And through contract negotiations with players like Saka, Tierney, uh, Martinelli, uh, who else was seeing Smith Rowe is going to be signing Aubameyang had a new contract of course as well so in that front he's done very well so I think that for me is uh, is, is a positive and I don't I don't understand necessarily to the widespread and huge criticism of Edu in that sense uh, Drizzy Aaron's all day long for me uh, no H7, no green screen. I'm on holiday, mate. So there's no green screen here. So that's that's why. Sorry, apologies. There's no. This isn't actually my room. <laughs> Believe it or not, 
So, yeah, no green screens now, I'm afraid. Uh, Cookie Monster says, Hi, Tom, who do you think the backup target is behind Erdegaard in that position? Um, it's really difficult to say, and we get asked this question a lot. And to be honest, I, I have no idea who Arsenal are going to be targeting as a number 10. We've seen links to the likes of Sabitzer in the past. We've seen links with Hussein Awar, who isn't really a 10. He's more of an 8, So, but he can play as an attacking midfielder. But beyond that, we haven't seen many at all, um, which I feel like they're going to wait until they've kind of sorted out other positions on the pitch, like right back and centre midfield. And now they've sorted centre back as well. Maybe we'll start to see some more links to attacking midfielders, but we will wait and see. Uh, Ingar says, it's very concerning that nobody has been sold yet. The season starts in three weeks and Xhaka, Bellerin, Willian, Kolasinac and Nketiah are still there. It's concerning, yes, but it's completely understandable because no one wants to buy him. <laughs> like, you can't... I wouldn't be criticising Edu and Arteta right now for not moving... I especially wouldn't be criticising Arteta. It's not his job. Um, but Edu specifically, I wouldn't be criticising him right now because trying to move on those players is tricky. It's really hard. Like, tr- they, they're the guys that didn't sign these people by Willian and you've got to try and move them on now and, and they're not that great. So trying to move on your Deadwood is not an easy job. It really, really isn't. We're not blessed with like loads of highly rated talent like Chelsea, for instance, that can go out and sell their players for really good fees. We're not in that same sense, in that same boat. So yes, it's concerning, but it's not one that I'd turn around and start criticising people for because it's a really difficult job to try and move on the Deadwood to anyone. Uh, at the moment. Uh, Ojo says, in case you run into Edu or Raul on holiday, can you check how much they are bidding for Coutinho? Um, of course, we saw Edu and Raul uh, away for a day, which, you know, is absolutely fine because, you know, there's these things called mobile phones that which people use uh, that can use to work away from their house, from Colney, whatever. People read way too much into that sort of stuff, to be honest. Uh, Sheldon, it's ridiculously hot, mate, and uh, we're doing a lot of walking. So uh, we sweat one out for this. It's going to be a holiday is is what it's being described as. Um, Ali says, am I the only one eager to see Balogun and Aziz go on loan? No, you're not. I am definitely open to seeing both of them leave on loan. There's a demand to see both make the first team, but I think they need time elsewhere and not in our starting eleven. They need to play. Like That's the best way that you develop. And Ali, you're completely on the same mindset as me. I would be looking to move on Balogun on loan. I would be looking to move Aziz on loan. Get them playing week in, week out this season. And for me, that's that's a really good option for us. We've got no European football. We don't need to worry about that kind of rotation. We've got Aubameyang and Lacazette and Martinelli can play at strike if we need him to. There is lots and lots of options for Arsenal. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely on your side in regards to thinking about a loan for both of those. But Aziz, as Matt G said, right now is... Injured. It's, I don't think it's major, um, but that might make a loan a little bit tricky, and he may have to stay until January before we then sort out a six-month loan. Uh, Mohamed, there's no Hussein Awar deal agreed. Um, absolutely no news uh, coming out from that sense. Nothing I have seen in regards to Awar deal being agreed. There's a lot of people that are not credible sources reporting that Arsenal have agreed a deal for Awar. Do not believe it. It is not true. Nothing has come out on that thread. Nothing from verifiable and credible sources. Apologies if that was what you were hoping for, but it's just not the case. Uh, Nikhil uh, says, Tom, would you take Jordan Henderson? No, I wouldn't. Wrong age profile. Um, we need to be tied some players with sell-on value, uh, and Jordan Henderson doesn't have that. So, uh, no, I wouldn't personally. He's a great player, but I think we need to be targeting a different age profile of players personally. Anyway, we're going to finish things off there. These are slightly shortened this week, as I say, because I'm on holiday. So 
Uh, apologies for the slightly uh, reduced amount of time that we are doing this show for, but I still hope that you've appreciated, despite being a holiday, doing this show for you. Please do drop a like on the video to show that appreciation and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to keep you up to date and honest about all of the latest Arsenal transfer information, keeping you guys in the know around the right stuff and knowing which stuff is, is a little bit dodgy and the stuff that you can actually pay some attention to. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always, and I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.